Hey, hey, Teacher Light Your Light Shine community, we are so happy to have you here. We know exactly what it's like to be a teacher and to just get super excited that summer is here, but yet as you are building your, your micro school or preparing your tutoring business, you are wondering, how am I going to also enjoy my summer while marketing and building my school? Trust me, as we move into year four, this is our fourth summer of having a micro school, I can honestly say that it does get better. And I can tell you that there are there is some strategy behind managing your time, batching your work, and being able to really create a summer that you still are able to be with your children, be with your spouse, be with your friends, be with your family, travel, and pour into your home, pour into your personal life, your professional development. Trust me, I am here for that. I love my rest, but I also love building a wonderful school. And so in today's episode, just know that I'll be referencing a blog post that went out a couple weeks ago. And so this is going to really reinforce if you've already read that blog post, you're going to get some more golden nuggets. If you've not read that blog post, then I encourage you after this episode that you go into the show notes, click the link that will take you to our website. It's teachersletyourlightshine.com slash blog. And from there, you'll be able to see our eight tips for growing your micro school while also still enjoying your summer. So without further ado, I hope that you're sitting by the pool, getting your feet splashing in the water. That's what my kids are doing. And enjoying your summer while also enrolling those students. Welcome, teacher, to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. As we head in today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to Thankful Mama. This is Sid PT for leaving us a podcast review. She says, I have been listening to McKinsey for a little less than a year. And in that time, she has helped change the course of my family's life. And you know, that is so precious to me, Sid. Thank you so much for saying that because right now, as we set in a place, my family and I am moving into year four of a micro school. I cannot wait to share with you some of the changes that are occurring and how this has deeply, positively impacted my family. So please stay tuned in the in the episodes to come because just like Sid, my family's life has been deeply changed. Many others who have started this journey of building their micro school, their life has been changed, not just their children, but their, their marriages as well, their family life, their time freedom, their financial freedom. And so please, without further ado, make sure you are listening to the upcoming episodes because I want to reiterate what Sid is saying. Sid also says, 
She has given me the confidence and the knowledge to break out of the comfort of my teaching career to do what I truly feel that I'm being called to do. I cannot wait to apply Mackenzie's wisdom and experiences towards my new journey of becoming a homeschooling mama, maybe even an owner of a micro school someday. Mackenzie has shown me what a beautiful life I could have outside of the four walls of a school. That gave me chills, literally chills. My husband, my children, and I thank you for all that you have shared and the courage you have given me to embark on this journey. You have been a gift to our family and we appreciate you said, I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing that, not just for me, but for so many other people. You're speaking life into them, said, speaking life into them. So I hope that everyone who heard those words know that this is so possible for you. And if you're in the trenches of starting and you don't see how this can happen, please call a friend, email me, get into our Facebook group. We can tell you, I know just like with every career, there can be hills and valleys but the hills are so much greater here. The hills are just amazing. And so thank you so much, Sid. And thank you to all of those who take the time to leave us a podcast review. You bless us incredibly. It's 30 seconds or less. And I see them, I read them, and you not only bless me, you bless others. So thank you for doing that. So here we are in this episode of... How do I enroll students but also love what I am doing with my summer vacation? And so a real fun blog post just went out. Again, www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash blog. And then you can also get the link here in the show notes. I know that as a teacher, now as an educational entrepreneur, I totally know what it feels like to just anticipate a summer of, ah, fresh, by the pool, late nights, in the sun, going to travel, seeing my family, watching fireworks, celebrating my anniversary, taking care of my home, organizing my closets, going and going back to school shopping, doing things with my kids that I typically don't do during the school year, more flexibility. I definitely know what it feels like also to prepare For this new school year as you are marketing for students this is our fourth year you're also building a school or growing your school and you want to learn and develop your entrepreneurial skills maybe you're learning about how to take care of your finances or maybe it's how to get more done as an entrepreneur or learning how to really harness the gifts that are within you i've read so many books over the summer And just like you, I want to continue to still do that. But how do we do both? How do we enjoy kayaking down a river without thinking about how you need to enroll your students, right? How do we start this educational entrepreneurial journey when we've never done it before? We're just now leaving our school. Maybe your stuff is in a storage unit like mine, okay? Because we started the summer off with moving the school out of our house and we literally spent three almost four days going to ikea twice getting furniture building building out furniture for our home because we had two and a half empty rooms in our house now that the school had moved out um reshuffling my office from my bedroom to an actual office now and taking out one of our classrooms and turning it into a room for our teenage preteen girls And then taking our living room and making it feel more cozy because for the longest time, the past three years, we've had a big 
classroom table in the middle of it. I need to give you guys like before and after pictures. That's definitely going to be on my list of things to do. I spent several days just focusing on that. And in the back of my mind, yes, I was thinking about how I needed to enroll students and reach out to families. But at the same time, I wanted to make sure that I did what I knew that I needed to do to set my family up for success as we began summer. And I'm going to tell you this because I want you to have a a mindset shift of instead of doing a little bit every single day, I want you to think about really batching your work. And I actually did not include this in the blog post, but out of the eight tips, I want you to think about batching these items all in a given time. Batching meaning that you're doing like items at the same time. When I'm really at the top of my element of productivity, I am planning out all my podcasts and then I am recording all my podcasts at once and then I am editing my podcast at once and then I'm uploading them and I'm doing those on four different days, right? Spread across a week's time or two weeks time. Or maybe it's batch cleaning your home where you're doing certain things all in one day. Maybe you're batching laundry. And for some of you, maybe going, oh my gosh, the dreaded thought of doing all of that all in one day. Well, it doesn't have to be done in one day, but it can be done within same chunks of time. And so I've mentioned this before, even with interviewing families, I don't want to interview families on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. I don't want to do that. If I'm going to interview families, just like as I'm interviewing teachers to work at our school, I don't want to be doing this just Uh, like on a whim, like, okay, Tuesday morning here, and then I'm going to call these people on Wednesday, and then I'm going to go meet with these people on Thursday. I don't like that. makes me feel very scattered. And from what I understand, multitasking really creates a lot of time off task, and it creates a feeling of like not completing things. But I also know that if you're not in the mood to, to, you know, do your laundry for two hours, then that could be a total bummer. But in hindsight, if I know I'm going to be doing something, and I'm going to get into the nitty-gritty of it, nitty-gritty, nitty-gritty of this, if I know I'm going to be doing something, I'm going to mentally prepare before I do it. For an example, the other day I went to go get a tea, and I asked this guy, I said, what's your strongest tea? And he goes, oh, is it like laundry day, like you need a strong tea? And I was like, yeah, it's laundry day. I need a strong tea. He goes, this is the tea that you need to have when it's laundry day. And I'm like, connecting that to what I'm telling you today, and I'm thinking, if I know I'm about to work on a project like laundry, I want to put on the good music, I want to light the candles, I want to make sure that I've got a good drink in my hand so that I'm folding the laundry and it doesn't seem like a dreaded task. So as I'm giving you these tips, think about maybe a day out of the week that you can do this, maybe one whole day where you can do what I'm going to be telling you about with it when it comes to planning and just knocking it out instead of feeling like you're doing a little bit here and there every single day and nothing is like a -a whack-a-mole like I'm not getting anything completely accomplished I'm not being able to dive deep into my work so that's what I'm definitely playing around with I love batching but I'm also going to come with a batching mindset of excitement and preparing myself that when I'm working, when I'm batching, I'm like looking at this as working on a project. So I want to set myself up for some feel-good music. My kids are taken care of. I'm in the right mindset. I've gone on a walk. I've had good sleep. 
or maybe I, maybe I wasn't able to do it. Maybe I'm not able to make a perfect scenario, but I'm thinking about the days of the week that work best for me when I'm planning this out. So let me get into the nitty gritty here. I definitely think that batching will help you so that you know, okay, I'm going to be gone this whole week. If I batch these items the week before and I focus on Monday just on this activity, I'm going to feel good. If I batch this activity on Tuesday, I'm going to feel good so that I can go on vacation and know that I that I did my deep work beforehand. You know, marketing your micro school during the summertime is an amazing opportunity to attract new students and to showcase all the the unique benefits that you have going on in your program. But I definitely, definitely recommend that you start with, number one, a plan. I definitely recommend a plan. Yes, a good old teacher plan. I talk about it in the blog post. Before you hit the streets to share any tips, do yourself a favor and set down with a summer calendar. It, there's nothing worse than trying to, you know, oh, I think I'll have an open house on July 27th. And then your husband's like, do you want to go to Colorado? Or do you want to take the kids to the beach? And you're like, I play in this open house and I let the whole world know about it. No, it's not too late right now. If you've not created a summer plan, just do that first. Get all of your family ideas out down on the calendar. Where are you going? What's going to happen? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had to, I, I'm having to say no to, to visiting some family that I love dearly, but I'm having to say no because our school is growing and changing so rapidly that I really needed to not be gone as much this summer. But I'm still planning on some really great things. We're going to take a family trip. My kids are going to be gone a week for grandparents week. My husband and I are going to go somewhere for our anniversary, but I wasn't going to be able to be gone for six, seven weeks out of the, out of the whole summer. Just not able to do that. And honestly, I don't really like doing that, but that's just me. Make a summer plan. It doesn't have to be perfect, but just at least sketch things out. You don't have to do everything that's on your list, but I definitely think that you need to get the move, the needle moving forward when it comes to crafting or quilting let's so to speak a beautiful blanket for summer you're gonna have to go one little stitch at a time and so just if you can look at the month of june just look at that right now and then you can look at july but if you can do the whole shebang the whole summer even when you're going to go back to school shopping when you're going to go to the dentist with your kids when your dog's going to go to the vet things of that nature that's going to be very important So number one, get out all of your personal plans, your agenda this summer. Number two, if you can, I know you're thinking, Mackenzie, it's June, but number two is to create a summer camp program. You might be thinking, "Um, it's too late, but I can tell you, it's not. There are many parents who have not had the time to be preparing their summer. They are always looking for summer pop-up camps. It doesn't have to be a week long. It doesn't even have to be an all-dayer. Even if you can just do a pop-up, two, three days, half of a day, put it into a Facebook group, um, put it on your Facebook page, and I'm telling you, you're going to have some people come. That is an incredible way to advocate 
for your school. Even if those students are already locked in at another school, they can be word of mouth marketing for you. So developing a summer camp program that aligns with your micro school philosophy, that's beautiful, highlight the fun and engaging activities, hands-on learning experiences, specialized any type of workshop, and you can promote the camp through various channels like social media, local community groups, even if you are like in a um, neighborhood that has an HOA that may have a Facebook page or a newsletter or a little newspaper, that could be something that you advertise in as well. I definitely recommend that you still have an introductory packet, that you have a brochure, and that you have a flyer. Now you might be going, um, I don't have any of those right now. Well, if you're building your business, if you're having a micro school and you've never gotten our business bundle that has all of those things ready for you to plug and play, then that's step one. For sure, you've got to go grab that business bundle right now. That is www.teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. All of the pieces that you need. If you buy them all together, you're going to get a discount. However, even if you're running a summer camp, 100%, you need to have a handbook and contract. Still the deal, not even playing around. 17 pages is what you're going to get whenever you download our handbook and contract. And it has everything in it. You can just print it out and go. Of course, you can add a couple, delete a couple things, but it's professional. It's ready to go, you guys. It's beautiful. Now, in that same scenario, I want you to consider, because I told my assistant, she's running summer camps this summer, and I said, absolutely, you've got to have an introductory packet definitely to get families to know about you. you cannot just give a calendar and a flyer is pretty good but an introductory packet when they actually inquire definitely breaking down what their kids are going to be experiencing each day what your vision is what your belief system is or your philosophy of education and why you're having your program all of that is documented in the introductory packet it's very transparent it has all the critical information you can download Hours again, you can separate all of these pieces from the business bundle and just purchase the introductory packet or just purchase the handbook and contract. Not only is it going to teach you step by step, it's going to give you our examples as well. So again, teachersletyourlightshine.com slash shop. If you're running a summer program, I definitely recommend introductory packet, brochure, flyer, and a handbook and a contract. Number three, when it comes to marketing, Definitely offering open houses and information sessions. When you host an open house and an information session during the summer, you're going to give students a chance and parents to visit your micro school, meet you, meet the teachers, learn about your curriculum. You can give guided tours. You can conduct presentations. And what I like about having an open house is that you're not having to meet people every afternoon. You're doing it all in one shebang. You're getting a lot of questions answered, a lot of parents being able to talk to each other, community building, and that's by having an open house. Now, if you're like, I'm not ready for an open house, you can still do a guided tour, but I highly suggest that you just think about the nights or the days that you want to have the tour so that you are not just feeling like you're meeting parents every single day of the week. Remember, this is all about you also being able to enjoy your summer, but what if you could block out three hours on a Tuesday to hold parent tours? That's exactly what I am doing. So offering an open house is going to be very, very important. Number four, 
Collaborate with local organizations. If you partner with a local organization like a library or a community center or even a sports club, an after-school club, and offer a joint program or workshop, this is going to help you reach a wider audience. And it's going to position yourself as a very active person in the community. I also love going to preschools. You're definitely going to want to ask if you can leave the brochures and the flyers so that families, whenever they go in to pick up their child, they see the information, especially at like vacation Bible schools. Ask them if they can send those flyers home or the brochures home. So, so good. So helpful. Again, partnering with your community. That's what we're talking about. Number five, definitely an incredible time to leverage your social media. I like to do a Lighthouse Learning 10-day launch plan. I am really, really gangster when it comes to this. I don't do this every single day, but I take 10 days out in June and 10 days out in July, and I map out what those days are going to look like when I'm advertising online for social media. So again, I've created a plan. I have done this before with my coaching students. I have coaching available, by the way. I can help you create your 10-day marketing plan one-on-one, help you out. It's so easy. It's so fun. Get your founding families. If you want a coaching session, definitely get it while I still have some available in the month of June and July. I've opened up a little bit more, but they are fastly closing. But I would love to help you with your 10-day launch plan for social media and for online and offline community marketing. I think that this is an incredible time to leverage your social media, but also leverage offline as well. I love highlighting testimonials from satisfied parents, showcasing the unique features and the benefits of your school. You definitely can create all this content to utilize on your social media platforms if you've already done the heavy lifting, lifting of your introductory packet which we've already done that for you. So all you have to do is get your introductory packet, plug and play. But when it comes to actually making the social media post, you can pull out sentences or paragraphs and pictures from what you've already created from your introductory packet. So again, all that heavy lifting is done for you. Now you just need to cut it up and piece it out into your social media. But I go hard for 10 days in June and 10 days in July. Definitely leveraging social media. That's number five. Number six. Engage with parent communities. I encourage you to look to join a local group or an online forum or a Facebook group that's dedicated to either homeschooling or alternative education and parenting because you can really contribute to some real deep, valuable insights. You can be an active participant. I've been so far into so many groups in Facebook with um, homeschooling that I'm getting top contributor badges, folks. And I'm typically not one to be on Facebook a lot. I do what I need to do for Lighthouse Learning and to connect with people in our Teacher Light Your Light Shine community, but I am not one to just sit and scroll through my newsfeed. I can't do it. I mentally, physically cannot do it. However, I will get in with a purpose, man, and I will get into those Facebook groups, and I highly suggest that you do as well. That's number six, engage with parent communities. Number seven, develop a referral program. I did this. I did this with a local preschool, and you can really incentivize current students' families 
or or just a, a local organization that if they refer a new student to your micro school and they sign up that you will offer a discount on tuition for their student so it is a referral bonus or a discount that you can give current families or local businesses if they refer your program to others and that person signs up it could be a hundred dollars two hundred dollars two fifty whatever you want it to be waive the registration fee waive a part of the curriculum fee whatever it may be but i definitely think that um if your tuition let's just say is ten thousand dollars what's 250 what's 250 out of your pocket to gain ten thousand that's the type of mindset we have to have so that's number seven develop a referral program number eight you can host a workshop this can be free, it can be low cost. I know many people are doing this with other homeschool families. They're also doing a webinar where people can join your webinar and you could do it virtually and it could be a topic relevant to education, parenting, homeschooling, child development. But what you will do is you'll position yourself as a thought leader, provide valuable information, and what you're doing is you're just showing up and serving. And people start to know you, they like you, they trust you. You can follow up with them through personalized emails. But really what it's doing is getting your face out into the world. And then you are able to have these people to either sign their children up with you or be able to promote you to other people. It's all about just creating a network. Not necessarily a people who are going to sign their children up with you, but people who will spread the word about you. So please remember throughout all that I've given you, to first start with a plan. Then think about batching. What days can I go and just deliver my referral program out to local businesses? What day can I go and just link up with a local business and put my marketing and my flyers? What day or what week can I offer an open house? When will I be able to create a summer program if I do have one? You have so many strategies that can go towards different audiences of people. Definitely, no matter what audience you're going to, whether it be family in your neighborhood, a local business, a library, a summer camp, you want to highlight your unique features and just all that you have to benefit that's better than a traditional education. You can give information about your program, the teachers, the faculty that you have, your teaching methodology, and then you will be able to give so much confidence into your potential students and their families. And again, you can save all the time, headache, and energy by snagging your business bundle and make your marketing efforts much more streamlined, efficient, and powerful. So head on over to www.teachersletyourlightshine.com shop. Get those materials. Get going. Get your face out in the community. Hand out those brochures and flyers. Get that welcome letter for the families who are going to sign up. Get your introductory packet. Get your handbook and contract. Let, let, let us do all of that for you, for you. You're done. And then you can just focus on connecting with families. I'm looking forward to seeing you over in our Facebook group. And until then, let's get those students. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also 
share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you. Thank you.